Floodcast. Floodcast. Get in the arena. Welcome to another fun-filled episode of Floodcast. Always with Jason and Will Willie Will. I'm his trusty sidekick. I goes the other way, but thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so, want to thank he you, is Batman. I am Robin, and I'm fine with that. I've accepted it. I am wearing the slippers Boom. and the tattoo, and yes, and the tattoo. I mean, he is literally Batman. All I can say is that no one has seen Batman and myself at the same place at the same time, and that goes with me and Robin. Exactly. Want to thank you guys for all the positive feedback, all the negative feedback as well. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share. We are on. Any place you listen to podcast. If you don't know where we're at, you're not listening. Pretty much. So we're on YouTube. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Radio Public, Breaker, literally anywhere you listen. Uh, look under Flawed Inc. or Flawedcast CLE. And we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, Parler, Inc. You know, Flawed Inc. or Flawedcast CLE. Appreciate the love, support. Make sure you like, make sure you follow. And yeah, Flawedcast yeah. it up. Let's get in the arena, Bill. Let's get in the arena. Flawed Inc. CLE at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, listen, reach out. Let us know if there's something you want to hear. If you have an idea for an episode, and you know, one, let and, us know. And if we choose your topic to discuss, you may have the displeasure of sitting here with us and discussing. If you'd like, absolutely. If you'd like, we will that. pull up a chair and a microphone um, here in our lavish studios in Lake County, Ohio. I'm telling you, it's it's pretty awesome. Um, we've got a full kitchen here at our studios. Um, oh, we have pizza today and coffee and Powerade and uh, filtered special filtered water. It's pretty it's pretty high tech, pretty good experience. So uh, if you're interested in any of that, go ahead and uh, share an idea for an episode. We'd love to have you on. So this episode has been inspired by my misadventures in is, online dating. This is going to be your next book? No, <clears throat> this isn't going to be my next book because I hope I don't have that much experience the, the, in this world. The dating adventures of Will Willie Will? The dating misadventures. <laughs> I Oh my God almighty. Anyway, so the, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm discussing this, wanted to bring this up, is that the notion of the idea of love like I'm, i and listen i'm not trying to throw shade on anybody all i'm gonna say is if to use a guy metaphor if you have a certain kind of plumbing and you like a certain kind of plumbing let me know what that plumbing is and if i have that kind of plumbing then we can hang out and that's awesome but if not then that's awesome too that's what your thing is great you know that's your bag cool i'm you know you're a grown assenting adult do that judgmental zone no but i just just all these different notions. I have no idea what the hell they mean. So just, you know. Here's an example, Bill. What are you talking about? Jesus, Joseph. Or as our Spanish-speaking friends say, Jesus, Jose, Maria. You know, demisexual, pansexual, sapiosexual. Uh, so these are actually listed on bios. Yes. And, and the other thing I'm seeing a lot of that really kind of is very disconcerting for me is I'll see a lot of things like Christian woman, happily married, seeking someone for friendship and intimate times husband is or husband knows about this and is okay and i'm like give me a break you know like and that's once again that's someone's thing that's the thing hey you know but that's not necessarily my thing so the reason i'm bringing all this up is because i want us to understand and kind of talk about the notion of love and that love is a 
word that's thrown around, but I'm just wondering. It is used a lot. It's used a lot, right? And I'm just wondering, do we really understand what that is? So what are other, what are some things we could confuse love with, Bill? Well, the primary thing I often confuse it with is lust. Now, lust can be perceived in a sexual manner, but it can also be perceived in anything that... Not necessarily. I mean, if you look at the definition, it's not necessarily sexual. Sure. You know, people could lust after the idea of being in a relationship. People could lust after the idea of being married. People could lust after the idea being president. I don't know. Whatever that is. Lust is the opposite of love. And I just kind of want to put a real good foundation, just understanding of love moving forward so that when we say these things and we say, hey, I love you or hey, I love this or I love that that we understand really what we're saying because our world is shaped by our language. Being able to properly communicate your ideas and your sentiments is really important. Yeah, and I was just going to real quick read lust. Please. Um, so lust is a psychological force producing intense wanting or longing for an object or circumstance fulfilling the emotion. Lust can take any form such as the lust for sexuality, love, money, or power. It can take such mundane forms as the lust for food as distinct from the need for food. Mm. I have a lust for food. Period. In a story. Well, the holidays. That's why I'm fat. Stop. The holidays are knocking on our door. I, I tell you what, every, every year at your Christmas party, you got them pretzel balls. I don't know what you do to them, but they're just like delicious. I buy them. I don't make them. I just buy them. Really or someone else buys them, I should say. I think uh, we had a couple of Couple show up with pretzel balls last year. Pretzel balls and cheese. Who doesn't like that? I, I don't know. If you're hearing this before the, the big Santee to-do, bring pretzel balls. Uh, and, and Captain Morgan. And, and Coke. Co- Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, yes. We're, we're heading together. Well, well, right, once right. again, no we judgment. Digress. No judgment. So so what I want to discuss is the, the essential notion of love. And I want to have a foundation for it. And I want to be able to discuss where I perceive, or I'm sorry, where I receive most of my information in this regard is setting foundational things that are important is, you know, from the Bible. I'm going to read the entire chapter, but it's 1 Corinthians 13, and it's commonly known as the love chapter. It's very often read at weddings. A lot of weddings I've performed, this is all I, right. I was lucky enough to be the reader at my niece's wedding. You were, you heralded this at the physical embodiment and acknowledgement of your nieces and her spouse's love for one another. I did. It was beautiful. All right. All right so I'm just going to read the whole thing. And then there's four verses in particular. I'm going to, we're going to go back and discuss it. So if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that could move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give my body over to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. This is important. Listen, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, 
always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be still. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. When completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Now there's a lot there, but I really want to focus on verses four to eight. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight evil, but rejoices in the truth. And it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. You know what words are used a lot in there over and over and over again? Never. And? Always. Because love is a forever thing. It's not a, okay, I'm out of love now. Right, right. So these are things without condition. For example, I and I love how it's in, stated first in that little checklist. Love is patient. There's a great song out there called "Waiting on a Woman." <laughs> love is patient, my friend. Yeah, well, <laughs> it is, and it's and it's also kind. And I want to discuss these notions because if we understand in relationships with people. There's going to be those times where we have to be patient. We have to be kind. We, you know, love keeps no record of wrongs. Love is not easily angered. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. And there are always moments in every relationship, whether it be romantic, like a wife or a a husband, you know, marriage type relationship, whether it be, you know, uh, friends, whether it be sibling, whether it be parental, what, you know, whatever the relationship is, and that word love is thrown around there, it must be noted that there is more to that in our understanding than just simply saying, right now I'm happy with what the give and take of this, or maybe it's all take of that relationship. Right. It's not situational. Love is not situational. Correct. And that's why, you know, one of our episodes a little while ago, we talked about divorce and how grievous it is. And, you know, really like the recovery process of it is staggering because these are commitments that you make. And then once faith has been broken, it undermines the promises and the sacred meaning of these things. Yeah. You know? 100%. Um, so both of us were divorced. So we can we can speak to it pretty well, but I mean I think where we're going with this, where where you're we're looking to go with this episode, uh, really talking about how the dating side that these folks are in search of love, the concept. But I wouldn't even narrow it down to that. I would just say you know like the Beatles said, all we need is love. All we need is love. Right. But what does that? All we need. But right. But what does that mean? Right. It's easy to say that. What does that mean? Right. No. Read, read verse four again. Without the love, not don't read the love is part. Well, you're you're kind of going where I wanted to go. Patience, kindness, not being envious or not being jealous, not being proud, not boasting, not dishonoring or the other person, not being self-seeking, not being easily angered, not keeping records of wrong, uh, not delighting in evil, but rejoicing in truth. Always protecting, always trusting, always hoping, and persevering, you know, not failing. I mean, you just drop the mic and walk out right now, right? I mean, um, 
that I, I honestly like when you I never really thought about it and you say that though, but that's that's exactly what they're saying in that song. All we need is love. All all we need is to be good people, is to care about other people, is to be patient with people, is to stop making it all about yourself. Right. You know? Um as we talk about, I brought this up many a time about when I drive, I can get angry at other drivers. Usually that stems from me worrying about what's going on with me. It stems from me not being patient. It's really self-serving, the anger that I get with these other drivers, instead of just being patient and going with it and whatever. Um, no, we don't. We don't do that. You know, we get we get angry and we get honking at people and flashing our lights at them. Get the hell out of my way. I'm in a hurry. I, 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 I. Well, if you're going to ascribe to yourself that you are a loving person, what you're talking about is essentially... Carrying the idea or the essence or the notion of love with you into your daily life. So when you're in that situation where you get cut off or whatever the case may be, being patient, being kind. And not even just cut off, just coming up behind a car that's driving slower. And the thing is this, this is where I get angry with myself because when I get like that, I know I'm being someone that I don't want to be. We're going to come back to that. All right, that's fine. We're going to, yeah. let's, don't put a period. Don't worry about that, man. I'm following you, buddy. Nice. So... So why I want to discuss these things is because it's not so much to proselytize or to, uh, you know, proclaim a faith or to have somebody be persuaded to believe or think as we do. I, I think our world really needs this understanding. We need the notion of not only being patient with those we love, but just being patient, being kind, not being envious, not being jealous, you know, the, not being easily angered. You know, not being self-seeking. These these ideas, and it goes back to the golden rule, you know, what Jesus said, you know, treat others as you want to be treated, right? So we want to be treated lovingly. We want to be treated with kindness and with patience and with gentleness and all these things. However, if we are not perpetuating those ideas in our day-to-day life as best as we can, then what we are saying of ourselves is fallacy. Well, yeah, I mean, it's hypocritical is what it is. And, and it's not it, It's not to... It's not about being perfect. Right. It's about having a desire to be that way. And it's about working to be that way, to be a caring person, to thinking about others before yourself. Uh, it doesn't mean, again, that's why I talk about me being a car. It doesn't mean there's not setbacks. Truly, the idea that I have... Doesn't mean I'm perfect with it. Every day that I go through life is to be a, a loving person right. as, as much as I can. There are times where I look and go, man, I'm not being, and I don't think of it this way in my head. I just know that I'm not happy with how I'm being. I, I'm, I'm not being as loving as I can be or I'm hungry. I travel a lot. So sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes I'm hungry. Sometimes I'm just agitated because things aren't going my way. And I'm thinking about myself. That's human. Being human is to err. What we're saying here isn't about perfection, perfection by any means, but it's about having that mindset. In regards to the notion of love, we have to look at this in a cyclical manner. Patience, kindness, not being envious. Like, if someone says, I want to be in love, like we love the idea of love, like maybe we lust the idea of love. And I think we're, at least in my relationships that haven't worked out, part of the problem is, is that it was a romanticized notion of what I thought it should be. You know, like what you see in the, I I think the closest thing a a romantic movie for guys would be is like the saga of Rocky and Adrian. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like Adrian was with Rocky through thick and thin and, you know, Rocky was the, you know, like a rock. And, you know, there was that. One of the best things I love about that movie and whenever I, I perform wedding ceremonies, I always say this is, you know, in Rocky 2, 
the one guy Iraqi used to work for said, yeah, why'd you marry her? And he said, I got gaps and she got gaps. Together we fill the gaps, right? And I, I can't think of a better, That's... right? So I can't think of a better explanation of it. But let, let's just kind of break this down. And I want somebody to be patient with me. I want somebody to be kind to me, to, to, to trust me, to not be envious of me, to not be easily pissed off at me, to, you know, these, I want somebody to be this way towards me. Take you for who you are. Yes. However, what we need to realize is that it's cyclical. Because just as that's what we want, we in return have to show those things. We don't have to, but we should. Well, that's what they want. I mean, if it's going to, yes, for it to really work. But how many times have we been, have we witnessed, have we... It happens all the time. It's how it was in my first marriage. And I'm not pointing fingers. I'm sure I was that way, too. But, you know, it is some of the problem. You talk about how dating is different from now compared to last time you dated for your prison sentence. Part of the problem, fantasies that are out there on Facebook and all this other crap, you know, where, where people only post the fairy tale part of their life with their, with their spouse or their significant other or their children or even their pets. Yeah, man, everyone wants to post the, the great positive stuff. And you know, I have friends, people I know, people I know, I know them personally, and I watch the shit they post. And I'm like, really? I mean, come on, man. I don't know. I don't post a lot. I, I look at a lot. I post some things, but um, I look at a lot. It keeps me in touch with some folks. I'll comment on things, let them know. So I'm fine with it. I'm not judging people, but it does create a perception out there of these perfect like things just happen this way and everything's right. perfect and why can't i have a relationship like bobby and sue right or you, you know jack, jack and, and diane right <laughs> right um, yeah it's jack it's you know we put so much we put it up on a pedestal we put so much pressure on it and it's it that's not what it is at all and that's the reality because love is not romanticize. I mean, there's romance and love, of course, but love in isn't some, the, in some love. But the, no, I don't believe there's romance and love. Well, they, simply romance and love. Yeah, that's exactly. one way that you project love. Well, that's lust, right? Well, okay. Because I'm going to say this. Uh, my wife. We were married a few years ago. Literally, I'll never forget saying this. So we're dating. The, the courting period is exciting. It's very fun. It's very exciting. And I'll never forget. Um, she was at my house. Or, um, we were sitting out. We sit like in a driveway in the garage and just look out and talk and have glasses of wine and it was fantastic and we were getting up to go in the house and I looked around and I go and this was really early on we couldn't have been three months into our relationship and I said I can't wait until we're best friends because that's how I felt we were trying so much to get to know each other and when I look at my wife of course I have lust for my wife I, I think she's attractive and all those things but my wife's truly my best friend. We love hanging out together. We love hanging out together. My friends don't mind if my wife's around ever because she's cool she's, as shit. Well, she's just a friend. Right. It's like hanging out with friends. We don't, you know what I mean? It's not like my wife and I are patient with each other. We don't judge each other. We don't, we support each other. We do all those things you just read there. And, and I've never been in a relationship like that before. It's the first time I've ever been in a relationship with a woman girlfriend, boyfriend, or marriage, or whatever you want to call it, that type of relationship. I have plenty of relationships with. Other girls and other guys were friends, right? And we treat each other with respect. But to be with someone on a daily basis, to live with them every day, to, we have five children, to live that life and to still respect each other and not judge each other and want to be around each other all the time. Does that mean that we don't get on each other's nerves every once in a while? We do, but this is the thing. Because we respect each other, we literally say, 
man, that bothers me when you do that. And the other person's like, wow, I didn't realize that. Thanks for telling me. I cannot do that. That's no problem. It's like, literally, I think that we've gotten into fights twice in the almost four years. And it's not because we get along so great that we don't fight that our, that our world's perfect because it's not. It's because we respect each other and we care for each other and we listen to each other and we talk to each other and we communicate with each other and we're kind to each other. And we look out for each other because we're best friends. So you're patient. Very you're patient. You're kind. You're not easily angered is what you're saying. Yeah. And it's strange because um, where I'm going with this is that whole reciprocal thing. I know that when I was looking, right, when I was dating, was it, that's exactly what I was like. I'm like, I know there's got to be someone out there who would treat me the way that I want to treat them. I know there's got to be someone out there. It's got to be. And uh, when I met my wife, it, that's what I found. I found someone out there who, and I don't want to say just cares about me as much as I care about them. It's more than that. Treat me a certain way. Thinks of me. You know, when I go to the store, when I would have a girlfriend or be dating or whatever, if I was going to the store and they liked Reese cups or Tic Tacs or whatever it is, I would buy them a pack. Like, hey, I was at the store. I bought you a pack of Reese cups because I'm thinking of them. That's how I am. I was just looking for someone who would do that for me. You know, and there's nothing better. Then when I come, I travel a lot for work and I come home and my wife's and there's something I kind of like, oh, dude, did, did you get this? Like, yeah, I got that for you. I'm like, that's awesome. We didn't talk about it. She just, she just thought of me and decided she was going to get that for me because she thought I would like it. It's awesome. That That's what I'm talking about. Like you think about the other person, you care about the other person uh, more than care. You're, you're, they're part of, they're part of you, man. Um, and my, my good friends that, that's you, Bill, that's uh, my buddy, Ken, Jason, um, their spouses, of course, Sarah and Mary, my family, the, the people that are the closest to me. And then there's other friends. Don't get all butthurt if I left you out. But um, <laughs> the, the reality is uh, I do think of those folks and those folks think of me. And we're busy and we have lives and, and, and they're friends. So we don't live together. We don't sleep together. We don't eat dinner together every night. We don't raise children together. So I might go a period of time without talking to them. Truth is this. Ken Roberts, I consider my best friend in the world. And we haven't talked in, man, he's called me like five times in the last six or seven weeks. I either didn't answer or answered, but I can't talk right now. It's just, my life's been crazy busy. And when I can talk, his life's crazy busy. He's married with kids. They both have careers. I was at the airport on Thursday morning and uh, had a layover and the phone rang and we talked for about an hour and a half. Not one time did Ken say, what's up, dick? Why don't you ever answer my calls? Now he jokingly said, oh, hey, stranger. This Jason Sand, you know, it was funny, right? It was a joke. But man, we picked right back up, applying a vacation. So we talked about the vacation. We talked about our families because we care about each other. It's not about him. It's not about me. And for me, it was about him. For him, it was about me. So, and I and I think what you're talking about is is, is a somewhat of a misnomer in regards of this. Love is not the easy thing. There is nothing that we are talking about here that is easy. And we watch these romantic movies at least the few i've seen you know it's like boy meets girl they fall in love well, something me, well i'm saying it's it's all a fallacy right it is because it, it's hard if we're being honest it's hard to be patient well, sometimes. and i'm gonna tell you the, the love story that's out there movie wise and i don't care what you say about me i don't care this is the real one, man. This is good. And it's a notebook. And it's the yeah. truth. No, yeah, if that. you watch that movie, that love story, that was hard. Yeah. No, okay, so... Brutally hard. Right. So 
you know, spoiler alert, like James Spader at the end of that movie was being patient. He was being kind. Like he was doing, you know, the whole thing, love never fails. Like he could have very easily been like, what? I'm not, I, he, for all intents and purposes, outside of an hour to maybe half hour a, a, at a time, had no marriage. And his kids begged him yes. to leave. Right. Once again, love is not the easy thing. And it's this idea, this notion that we throw this thing around. We, we use this word. We just throw this thing around so flippantly without realizing the valuable price of it. And if, if we were to break it down to a spiritual thing, it wasn't nails that kept Christ on that cross, it was love. He showed us love, so in return, we can show others love. It's that sacrificial act, because I love you and, and Judd very much. You know, I've seen some interactions. Sure. And it, perfect. Exactly. And and that's one of the things I love about you guys. You just, you're you all the time, if I'm there, or if we're having dinner, or whatever the case may be. And it's part of what we love about each other, is that we can be that way. Right. But once again, let's if we break it down to these common denominators of kindness— uh, patience, you know, these, these per- persevering, you know, uh, always like hoping in that person, you know, having their back. These aren't notions that are always easy because it's not always easy. Understanding these things is the fallacy that people fall into when they think it should, it, oh, it should just work. If it's real love, it should just work. And that's not it. No, it's not it at all. No, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It doesn't work on its own. It's a lot of work, and it's not 50-50 either. It's 100% each side. Uh, it's a lot of work. It shouldn't feel like a lot of work all the time. It is work, but it shouldn't feel like a lot of work. That is, that is. I will say that. Yeah. Well, um, one of the, all the things that I do, people tell me all the time, I, we have five children. They're all teenagers. We work a lot. I, I travel a lot. Um, I do a lot of stuff. I mean, my schedule is stupid. Um, most people would call me pretty stupid. I mean, I'm, I'm crazy busy all the time, I, and I keep myself that way. I, it's my fault. People look at it all the time, and they're like, man, I, that's crazy what you deal with. I don't feel that way at all. They're like, five kids, man? That's that's nuts. I'm like, no, not really. They're all pretty good kids. I, when I say pretty good kids, they're kids, man. It, you know, they're not perfect, and I'm far from a perfect parent. I'll tell you that right now. But it doesn't feel hard. Sometimes people will talk to me and say, what about this, that, and other thing? I'm like, well, shit, I don't look at it that way. Yeah, I guess if you don't look that way, it's it's hard. I don't. It doesn't bother me. Well, that's a so you are displaying a, a component of love that right. that person is either empathetical to or not capable of. That doesn't make you better. Well, that person is less. Not capable but of, what, they just they just they do it too. Most likely, just with other people, they just think, oh, you do it with five kids. Well, I don't know any different. I do it with five because that's right. my life, and that's the person I am. They would. They very well would do it, too. They just are like, in their mind, they're like, shit, man, it's hard with two. Oh, it's hard with five. It doesn't matter. It's hard with none. Whatever. It's all relative. Um, You're either that kind of person or you're not. It doesn't matter how many kids you have or how many friends you have. And the other thing I think to really remember is not to put yourself around the people who don't reciprocate the love back. I'm not saying you're not friendly to them or, or you don't have them as acquaintances. I have a lot of acquaintances, a lot of people that I... I'll talk to, I think about, I'll send a message to, whatever. That's not where I put my effort. Doesn't mean I won't do something for them. I'm not mean to them. You know what I'm saying? I'm still a loving person to them, but they just don't get inside my circle. You display those attributes of love to them no matter what. That that patience, that, you know. uh, I try. Let me rephrase that. Well, sure. I do my best. We all, I get it. Yeah, it's, we're human. 
We're all flawed, buddy. Flawed cast. Right, get in the arena. Outside of patience and kindness, the two most important aspects to me in this is that love is not easily angered and that love keeps no record of wrong. So let me let me just put that in like my vernacular. Love is not easily angered doesn't mean you're getting pissed off at each other for the littlest things all the time, right? And then love keeps no record of wrong mean, hey, you messed up last week and I've been throwing it in your face every day since then. Love not being easily angered or love long suffering is another term. It's, you know, now there's going to be those times when you snap or when, you know, we all do that. But when you are instantly irritated with even just the sight of somebody or whatever the case may be, you you really should examine that relationship, in my opinion. Additionally, if you're if you are always throwing something back at person's face that they've asked for forgiveness for, they, they've, you know, repented of, if you will. And you're always throwing that back. That isn't necessarily the notion of love. Because if you mess up, which we all do, and you can be big enough to say, hey, I'm, I'm really sorry. I, I was wrong. I messed up. There isn't residuals. But if you keep throwing that in, your, in someone's face, you're not, you don't, how can you, how can you say that you love them? You tolerate them. Right, as long as they don't keep doing it. And an example well, sure. is my son. He struggles at school. And not struggles in the sense of struggles because he does he can't do it or he's not smart. He struggles with doing the work, meaning he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't do his classwork, doesn't do his homework. Not because he can't, because he chooses not to on a pretty regular basis. And it makes me extremely angry. Um, he'll get A's on assess and not do his homework and end up with C's and D's. Where if he just did his homework and classwork, and I don't even care about grades. I really don't. I'm not a huge A's and B's tell me what kind of person you are. I didn't necessarily get good grades. Um, I worked very hard. I had a great value set, those sorts of things. I think those are important. Um, school was not great for me, and, and that is what it is. So, But the part that aggravates me, the part that I get angry with, with, with him, and I love him very much, is the fact that he's not doing the work. I don't care about the grade. I care about the work. I care about that value set of, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do this. I need to do it. That's his job. His job right now is school. In return, he gets a lot from me and his mom and his stepmom. He gets lots of stuff. And I'm not talking the basics. I'm talking about, you know, sports and vacations and skiing and all sorts of stuff that he gets to do and bikes and hang out with his friends. You know, we take care of all that. We make sure he has all those things, of course, because we love him and care about him. His job is to do school, right? That's his job. Um, And it angers me when he doesn't. Now, I think what we're talking about here and and why they brought this up is I will yell at him and be angry with him and we'll have it out. I said, we'll have it out. He didn't say anything back. He usually apologizes and I make him cry. I mean, I don't mean to, but I'm angry about it. And I'm angry with him because I care about him and I want him to be successful. Doesn't mean I don't love him. That doesn't mean that I don't want to see him the rest of the night or talk to him or that in the morning we're not going to talk anymore. Um, Usually after I express myself and get angry with him, you know, I, I end up having a conversation with him, making sure he understands where my anger is directed and all those sorts of things. But I I love him and I care about him. And that doesn't define who he is or the relationship that him and I have. It's a tight point right now that we're going to work through, but it doesn't define who he is. And I'm not going to dislike him or I don't look at him and go, oh, gosh, he doesn't do his work. I can't even stand looking at him. Right. That doesn't happen. Right. And that's so and that's the aspect of love where it says, you know, always hopes and always trusts and always protects, always perseveres because you want the best for him. 100%. And that is part of the other 
side of this thing, if love, if you will. Like, you know, there's not easily anger, you know, being kind, not, no keeping records wrong, because because love hopes. You hope and you trust in the best for him. You know, and that's where that comes from. That's where that stems out of. And that hoping, that trusting, that persevering is what allows you the capability to forgive him in those moments, to, you know, to not keep throwing, hey, man, you failed your test last week. What the heck? You know, to not keep belittling right. him and, no, and throwing, that, throwing that back in his right. face. Right. Now, it's a new test, not a test for him, but it's a new homework assignment sure. to turn in that... Cole, again, come on, man, we've got to stop this, right? And we'll have those conversations. Um, but never harp on never harp on the past. Again, the, the whole thing, this goes to our last episode or one of our past episodes, making mistakes is totally fine. I would never harp on someone for making a mistake. I love mistakes. I, I just got done having a conversation with you, Bill. I'm glad that you've gone through trials and tribulations that you have. I'm glad I've gone through the trials and tribulations that I have. I know that this is what my son's going through with this not doing his work in class. I know it's a trial and tribulation he's going through. He's doing it to himself, but he's going through it for whatever reason, and it's going to be something that he learns from and he becomes stronger from. There's no doubt about it. That That's that's the key, and, yeah. and I, I think it's very important not to – I mean, yeah, you, you can't. I mean, love is, is definitely part of understanding mistakes, understanding imperfection, um, this whole thought. And I think, you know, circling back, a lot of this um, digital age love thing is this idea of perfection. And folks, spoiler alert, nobody is perfect. And, you know, in the movie Remember the Titans, one of my favorite lines from it, is uh, before the last game of the season, um, they're undefeated. The uh, the linebacker goes, listen, I'm not perfect, and you're not perfect, but together we've had a perfect season, and I plan on ending it that way tonight. And that was great, but he made it very clear. You're not perfect, and I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Uh, and I think it's very clear. Now, when people say we're perfect together, I think my wife and I are perfect together. That doesn't mean we're perfect. Not even close. Well, it goes back to what St. Stallone said in, in Rocky. I got gaps you got gaps together, together we fill, the, fill gaps, the gaps right so there can be perfection out of imperfection sure or or perfection on this side of heaven i want to i want to say something yeah, i keep hijacking bro no you're good this is good stuff i'm going to repeat this list again and then i'm going to say two things and this is really important i dwell on a lot especially when i think about this so we got patience kindness not being jealous, not envying, not being boastful, not being proud, uh, not dishonoring others, not being self-seeking, not being easily angered, not keeping records of wrong, not delighting in evil, rejoicing in truth, always protecting, always trusting, always hoping, and always persevering that love never fails. In the scriptures, First John 4, 8 says, God is love. The Almighty is the originator of love. Now, let's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this back to you. God is patient. God is kind. God does not envy. God does not boast. God is not proud. God does not dishonor others. God is not self-seeking. God is not easily angered. God keeps no record of wrongs. God does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. God always protects. God always trusts. God always hopes. God always perseveres. God never fails. I'm going to take it one step further. I want you, this is important. Anyone listening? I believe that to a large degree, our world is shaped by the words and thoughts that we have. Just as God is love, God is that perfection. It's important that, you know, if, if this is at all interesting to you, or if this is something that at all you want to encapsulate, 
I'm going to, I'm going to share this. So one thing I do on a regular basis is I pray this over myself. So I'll say, Bill is patient. Bill is kind. Bill does not envy. Bill does not boast. Bill is not proud. Bill does not dishonor others. Bill is not self-seeking. Bill is not easily angered. Bill keeps no record of wrongs. Bill does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Bill always protects. Bill always trusts. Bill always hopes. Bill always perseveres. Bill never fails. So it's a matter of saying, these are the attributes of love, and I'm speaking this over my life so that no matter what aspect, even those things that I don't want to necessarily love or those things I struggle with, that I can walk in that to the best of my ability. We've been giving that access. We've been giving that capability to be able to do that. That's awesome, dude. I mean, that's amazing. I love that. So if we're, you know, you're single, you're looking for love, or say you're married, or, or whatever the case may be, knowing that when you throw the word love around, it's not a trite or trivial thing, that there is a weightiness, there's a gravity to it, and understanding these principles, not understanding, because revelation without application is useless, so it's a matter of understanding these principles and then putting them in the practice in your life the best you can. And it doesn't happen overnight. It's a consistent, deliberate process that you have to keep working. I'm just hopeful and I'm just wondering that if we can really understand and start to do this individually, that we can start to impact the world. Vlogcast is built around getting in the arena. Getting in the arena is about getting out there and doing it, not sitting back but putting things to practice. Challenge everyone to love someone today. Again, when I say that, think about what that means, what we've just been talking about. Um, my challenge is love someone today. Be, be kinder, be thoughtful, be genuine, be patient, be understanding. Get in the arena and try to love somebody. I like it, man. You can do and, it. And think about it. I mean, just think about what love is, and we could all use work on it, always. Sure. It's, it's one of those things that we should always be thinking about and working hard on, just, just being that person. Wake up on the right side of the bed. And when you don't, that's fine. Just remember, love always perseveres, so can you. You know, one of the things when my divorce happened, that night she left, I said to myself, I am going to err on the side of love, meaning I'm going to be more patient than I should be. People tell me to be. I'm going to be more kind, more whatever. I, and I did the best I could. I, 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 oh, thank you. But like you said, it's you have to think about that. It's this isn't. It this stuff doesn't just you don't just wake up one day, right? When you when you when you truly meet a couple, for instance, or you truly meet some friends, or see a um, parent-child relationship, and they get along really good, and things look all great. I promise you, there's a lot of work on everyone's side for that to happen. And there are struggle times as, as well as good times. Don't get caught up looking at that and thinking, man, that's how every day of every minute of everyone's life should be. It's not. It's a lot of work, though. It's a lot of putting work in. It's a lot of learning. It's a lot of making mistakes and saying, I got to do better. And a lot of forgiving. A lot of forgiving. Including, Lots of forgiving. Including forgiving yourself, not just forgiving other people. You know, being open-minded that you're not perfect is a good step as well. That you make mistakes that were flawed. That's okay, you know, so be open-minded. Remember that. Forgive yourself for being flawed and continue to work at, you know, being a better human, making a better world, um, being better to people. If we do that, man, where we could go and what we could achieve would be limitless. 
we could get in the arena and do some serious damage. Get in the arena. All right, guys. Uh, I think this will be a good place to end this yeah, episode. Man, we beat that up. That was good. Um, Love you, Bill. Love you, man. Love you guys. Thank you for your support and for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Gab, Parlor, Flawding, or Flawcast CLE, YouTube, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Radio. You know what? Follow us on all of them. And then like and share us. Because if you do, you will be entered in to our millennial drawing. 3030, June 1st, 3030. We're giving away 10 mil and a meal. Share, like. Every time you do, you get an entry. Every time. So that's millions of entries you can have by that. Get working. Yes. And Jason's keeping a very accurate tally. He's like Santa Claus. He's making a list and checking it twice. So. Going to find out who you shared and who you liked. Santa Claus. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yo, yo, right. yo, yo, yo. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Peace. Late. <laughs>